You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do it live! Fucking thing sucks! I have nothing to do with Russia, folks, okay? The mother of all bombs. You You people are cancer! He's a crisis actor. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Another deadly day on the Gaza border. My God, the bitch was wide! John Podesta rigged the poll. Charcoal girls are not allowed here. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? Hell no. You gotta see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. You would be much happier at home with a husband. Spend 400 years? That sounds like a choice. Fucking like children, America! I want to build a wall. Are you African American? I don't know what you're implying. And what is a leper? Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I think the way! This is the worst possible timeline with Eric Wilson and Patrick Kindling. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go into this thing, this retake. Retake because you lost your nerve. No, it was it, honestly that was part of it, but it wasn't the whole of it. We we sounded that that thing that we recorded was depressing. No, it was spot on to the moment. We could live with it. It was too. I, we got to get rid of our depression, man. We can't keep doing this. Everybody that's not paying attention, Eric is fully scared. He in the last episode, I did the entire thing in my what I call Chet Hanks voice because it's definitely not Asian. I uh, did the entire podcast in that you nor change Chinatown <laughs> voice while Eric uh, declared his, his fealty to the white ethno state. Is that, and, the, is that the voice that you were like? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. You were insistent that it wasn't racist because of its accuracy, and then you checked up on it, and you were like, "Holy shit, that was not accurate at all." Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> you not change. Yeah, Chinatown. we got it. We got it. It's <laughs> change you. This is the most uh, possible timeline. Hello, everybody. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hosted uh, by depressed guy and the Jews. No, I'm feeling great. I feel oh, like a million bucks. You were feeling like shit last time. Yeah, it's because I had done a thing that I never do, which is nap. <sighs> that's a, that's a sign of like re- that's of something bad. Disgusting. <laughs> it, the only reason you should be napping is if you got a bad dose. Yeah. So yeah, if if, if you if some or if you if you like maybe jacked it in the middle of the day. No. You get. T- I, I I can't stand that tired feeling you get. You know what I mean. After you jack it? Yeah. 
Oh, what is that? Uh, this does not really happen to me. I don't. It, it, I mean, at night, I just go to sleep. Well, yeah, but oh, that's when you're. I guess that's when you're supposed to do it. But like, you know, I think when, you're supposed to do it first thing in the morning. Are you? That's when your testosterone levels are highest. This is if you want to shoot big ropes. Of course. Well, who doesn't? Right. So, like, if you're trying to impress yourself or others, uh, morning. Mm. But then, but, but then, the, the rope the day, like this deflated simp. Yeah, at the end of the day, your testosterone is is lagging. You're impressing nobody. Uh, there's nothing to win. Well, there's never anything to win. There's <laughs> never anything to win. Never anything to win. What? Okay, so look, man, what, what did we even talk about last time? The the world is is a uh, crumbling, stupid fucking place. It's just stupid. Everyone's stupid. Stop it, everybody. Everybody is profoundly stupid. Uh, I'm I'm on the Jill Stein war right now. I'm I'm out here as a foot soldier in Jill Stein's army. You're the only person that's mentioned Jill Stein in uh, well over a year. No, no, no. If you, it, it's actually trending on Twitter right now. Jill, no Stein. fucking way. Yep. What could for what possible reason could she be trending? Because uh, here's the exact trending: forty thousand tweets. Reports of President Trump considering Judge Amy Coney Barrett as his Supreme Court nominee have people discussing voter behavior back in 2016. It's oh literally God. thousands of tweets blaming Jill Stein voters for Trump, Jeez. which everybody that has been so thoroughly debunked that it's it's you're the climate deniers of uh, electo- electoral politics. You're you're actually crazy. <laughs> like if you if you invoke Jill Stein for any reason, you are fucking crazy. How can you possibly like? How can you possibly reasonably discern right that if if Jill Stein was not involved, that those numbers would have gone to your side? How can you possibly know that? Also, it it's it requires a like heavy set OnlyFans level of confidence and lack of self reflection to say. It wasn't because I failed to motivate voters to my side. It's because this, it, you know what it is? It's the, uh, uh, here's a riot. Oh yeah. It must be outside agitators. Nobody here is that angry. And and you say, but you were just screaming that you were this angry. No, no, no. Outside agitators. Mm-hmm. It, it's always some outside agitators. Nobody can ever self-reflect to either commit to the bit and say, yeah, I felt this strongly about a thing and I did it. Or to say, yeah, maybe that was a bit misguided on my part. If I had to do it again, I would reconsider. Yo, that's all you got to say about 2016. That's it. All you got to say is, yeah, we might have run the most dislikable candidate in human history, which is, at least in American history, which is actually not provable because there there are there were presidential uh, uh, hopefuls who won who lost for like forty seven states. So so that's not true, but one of the most dislikable uh, candidates in American history. And instead of saying, Oh yeah, our bad, you blame Jill Stein who got 1% of the vote. What is wrong with your brain? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I think what I see or what I've heard from them is that like in certain States, the number that went to Jill Stein and Gary Johnson had it gone to Hillary, which again, I don't know how you can prove that that would have been the case. She would have taken the state. Right. Like, I think maybe one of the southern states that was that was the case. But like, yeah, but why would that be where your brain goes instead of, oh, what about the, I don't know, 33 percent of people who failed to vote? 
Yeah. Like, why didn't I attempt to get why didn't I attempt to get one percent of those people or one point three percent of those people to offset the Jill Stein vote? Because why? No one wants to take responsibility for anything. You know what? No it's one, crazy. Is anyone who in life is ever the bigger person? You know what I mean? Do you ever see that happen anywhere? No, but I'm going to say anybody if you it, this is what it is. If you talk that shit on, on Jill Stein, you're going to get it from me. Oh, yeah. That's just what it is. I'm one of Jill Stein's shooters. Yeah. All right. You're, you're uh, you, you bought the Jill Stein bathwater straight up. I'm her simp and I'll do anything for her. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Um, I, I fucking, uh, what, I, got, what, I got 30 in the extendo for Jill Stein. Mm, what do you, what do you think? Uh, all right. Uh, Trump or Biden, who's going to win? It's tough to say the, so right now, smart money is obviously on Biden. Uh, and I don't see, as we discussed in the episode where you declared your loyalty to the the white ethno state, right? Uh, it, it the fact that it has not changed more than two percentage points in seven months means that, despite the lockdown, despite what looks like an incredibly precarious economic future, uh, people just don't give a fuck. They want who they want. They got their sports team and they're running with it. Uh, so it looks like it's a sure thing for Biden. But I don't the, know. Concern, the concern is that there's going to be a video of a, of a police officer being clubbed to death by a mob of 35 protesters. Mm. And then some of these potential swing states are going to swing in a different direction than you anticipate. <laughs> and that is inc- seemingly the actual setup that we are aiming for now. Conservatives like to well, – I mean Trump is always talking about the, the, his silent majority, right, which is, is – you know, I don't I don't think that exists necessarily. But I do think that there is a class of people, right? There is, there is a certain segment of people that like – I think there is the silent Trump supporter. You know what I mean? Like I think that – I think his numbers are Many. higher than people think. Uh, I, without question. That's where I think – and some of the like poll people that – that analyze these things that are uh, <clears throat> a little bit sharper. They all concede that they all concede that there is a shame to talking about Trump that people that like, for example, polling happens often with landlines or people that are willing to pick up a mobile phone. That's not very many people. Right. Many. And if you pick it up and you have to have a discussion in front of your wife uh, about who you're going to vote for, you might simp out and not say the God emperor Trump. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the booth by yourself, which is the only place you get to express yourself because uh, marriage is just a, a slave state, uh, you hit for the big man. And I think that that's a lot of people. I think it's more people than, than people think. Yeah. But th- I mean, obviously the big, um, the big difference between now and 2016 is there was, I think- no Jill Stein this time. No, it's no Jill Stein, unfortunately. But I think uh, I th- things in terms of like mobilization, things are a little bit flipped. I think Trump voters were more eager, and 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 that's not to say that Biden voters are eager this time. They're pretty far from it. But I think there's more there's more of a like we like will to get Trump out than there is to keep Trump in. You know what I mean? Like I don't see the Trump voter. I don't see as like particularly mobilized as last time. I think that's probably true. And that's mm-hmm. why that's why I think that everybody's biggest concern 
should be to not kill a law officer in view of somebody with a GoPro. Yeah, probably not. Probably not a great idea. Um, but there, you know, what I keep coming back to is the, just the, the the nature of these states, right? Because it mobilization couldn't be huge, you know, as far like. But if you're all in the liberal parts, if you're all in California and New York, it doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't so, matter at all. Yeah. So that's why, like, it, this is a hard thing to predict, and I think it, like, the people. The polls and the people saying that Biden is like a sure thing or Biden has it has the edge, you know, you do well to remember last time. And I know things are different, but like it, you said it was impossible last time. You know what I mean? So like, don't be so sure of yourself. You know what I mean? No, don't be, sh- don't be sure at all. And you and I are going to be popping bottles of uh, Snapple on, on election night. Yeah. Uh, just either watching the world decay or watching uh, the media uh, decay because they will now have to forcibly generate stories out of thin air because Trump has been such a boon to the, the cable news infrastructure. It's probably the only thing that, ca- that has kept cable a viable thing. Yeah. See, this is the thing, man. This is this is the 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 area where I really clash with conservatives right because and even even rogan recently was like you know the media is so it's such a overwhelmingly liberal media and it's like okay that that some of their some of it might edge liberal right but like more than anything it's a corporate media and trump generates so much dollars for these people they don't like they might hate him they might play the opposition party but they fucking they're like pig and shit yeah uh Here's what they are. They're the person that is moralizing to you while benefiting off the thing that they're condemning. So it is it, so sickening. It's very sickening. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, you know, it, but listen, that's everybody. We're going to get into the, the, the Rogan Spotify thing in a second. And mm. the, the same oh. deal there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a bunch of sanctimony while you benefit. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. It's, uh, the, uh, we should just dive right into that one. Cause that one is, particularly mind-blowing I, I i don't know i we've said it a million times i find it so mind-blowing when people generate a strong feeling about joe rogan i i can't even I, we have listened to probably hundreds of hours of rogan at this point and it's i couldn't even pick anything that i've heard him say to to think like something that's so objectionable that like you'd have a problem with it like here here's the problem here's the obje- here's the objectionable part People will say it's that he has controversial guests, the problematic guests. That's the controversial part. Here's the actual controversial part. Uh, he is a normal person. And people living in uh, collegiate, a liber- like super liberal bubbles hate normal people. Because what Rogan is, is he is a slightly left-leaning moderate. Yeah. That is what the majority of Americans are. So yeah. what you say when you when you act like Rogan is a fucking abomination is that you literally hate the majority of Americans and you hate what Rogan appeals to, which is working class Americans. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. You're like, we're not talking about some conservative blowhard who is like trying to gin up controversy on every every t- possible topic. It's quite the opposite. This is just a guy having a conversation. I don't get I don't need everybody to like Joe Rogan. I I don't care. I'm not I'm not particularly invested in I Mr. need you Rogan. to like him. I need people to like him. <laughs> what I'm saying is if you if you dislike him, that's fine. 
there, like I've gone on record as saying, I hate the working class. You need to adopt, you need to get with me. You need to join my party because that's what you're actually saying. Yeah, it's true. It's, I mean, they need to embrace the, the subtext that's, you know, might even be unwitting in some way that, that a lot of the, the woke and even, even liberal, like, honestly, like even the liberal politics that are just like, not necessarily against the working class, but just this, like, you don't give a fuck about them. You don't even think about them. Actually, no, they don't think about them. You you want me to be, uh, I'll, I'll go one step further. I'll just be extreme here. Um, so Rogan probably very broadly appeals to, uh, the white working class through up through the middle class. And I'm going to fancy a bet that the majority of people that are rail against Rogan believe those people to be stupider than they are. Right. Mm. And at the same side, same time, I'm going to say out of the other side of my mouth, that it is worth pointing out that if you if you pretended to give a shit about these people, Rogan is probably exposing them to more new ideas on average than any other outlet. Easily. Easily. So, so if you're going to pretend to care about them, then you should like Rogan. And if you're going to dislike them, if you're going to hold them in disdain, then let's own that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let's do it. I'll join you. I, I like. I find working people annoying, but like, cop to it. But that see, that's where <clears throat> that's where I become Slavoj Zizek because I'm just I'm sitting here thinking like all these people define themselves as Marxist, and I'm just sitting here thinking where are the Marxists? I don't know see any Marxists. Like I don't like you don't Marx's thing was labor, and like you don't fucking like these people. Like don't you, like you, don't you, like them, and and as other people are pointing out, and were, replied to me when I tweeted about it, I thought more astutely because I was taking a moralizing position on uh, people coming out again. Well, to be honest, I was taking like a contract position <clears throat> about Rogan uh, and any protections he might have at Spotify and what possible leverage the uh, employees who are threatening to strike, which I don't know if that's true. That's the constant headline. Mm. I don't know what the facts are, um, what leverage they could possibly have because Rogan is going to have adequate protections in his contract, which means that Spotify would have to break the hundred million dollar plus contract uh, and tank their stock to appease their workers. Now, for anybody that thinks that that would be a workers of the world type victory, I just want to demonstrate to you that, yo, Rogan's contract is a victory. That's the victory. The victory is the protections against uh, against corporate ownership that yeah. Rogan has built into his contract. That's the victory. That's the workers' rights victory there. And as people pointed out, and I thought very astutely, it didn't even occur to me, that here's the truth. If you work at Spotify and your moral hill to die on is uh, who Rogan has as a guest and not the fact that no no working class musician can make a living at all on streaming, uh, yo, maybe you're the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe everything is more about control than it is about helping the working person. Right. Is that worth considering? Well, I mean, well, so th- let's just like <clears> – <throat> people at who is it like employees of Spotify? Right. 
Yes. So, okay. okay. Here's an interesting thing, Eric. Uh, just real quick, outline the whole what the whole situation is. Just so. Oh, I can't. I've just read ten headlines and and the first paragraph of of three uh, articles, which is just that apparently, and this could be six people, uh, because I don't know the facts. Apparently, there is uh, a group of Spotify workers who are rumoring a strike if they don't have editorial control over Rogan's podcast, a thing that he has contractual protections against. So it is completely unachievable and it it will not happen. So it is a, um, a stunt, right? But it, it is an effort to assume control to, to keep, what it really is is it's an effort to keep uh, the middle management in fear of the 26 year olds that they hired. That's what it really is. And as people pointed out, the more labory people that don't hate the working class in my mentions, uh, this is what the the tech uh, the tech middle class sees as strikes uh, going to strike over content and not at all. Uh, any sort of not fighting for actual worker protections of any type, because this strike would not be about securing uh, uh, better hours, uh, safer working conditions. It it would be a strike to control someone else's product. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I I don't know. I, I can't, that's a mindset that I just, I can't look. I understand Maybe I can, I can concede a little bit. I can understand like, oh, I don't want to listen to Joe Rogan because he. He had Milo on in in 2014, whatever. In in their mind, he's buddy, buddy with people that I don't like. Right. So I don't like him. Okay. But I can't, I just can't, I don't know why I would think that I would have some sort of, that I should have, or I should try and, and obtain some kind of, like you said, editorial control over what he does. Like, I don't know why I would think I'm entitled to that or why I would think I would try. Like, I just don't understand that. It's not my, it's his, it's squarely his thing, you know? Yes. It's also a licensing deal. So, yeah, that, that so, uh, but like, look, if I worked for a company and they hired, you know, fucking, uh, the, you know, the, the, the Luftwaffe or whatever, they get the, 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 the Nazi podcast, I, maybe I'd go work for another company, you know, like if I had that no, so, problem with it. So Eric, you can't suggest that otherwise people will call you anti-labor, even though it's a completely reasonable thing to think. Um, I felt this way about college. Co- my, my school would always, I went to Bard and my school would always have these, you know, uh, it would be people who are the sons and daughters of diplomats uh, born into incredible privilege would suddenly become advocates uh, and and boycott and and threaten uh, uh, tuition uh, withholds and stuff like that from the college if they did not increase the uh, the benefits to the uh, kitchen staff. And all I could think was, oh, that's that sounds good. Are is the kitchen staff on board, or are you speaking for them? And secondly. I'm only here for four years, man. I couldn't give a fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Like this is not, if I didn't want to be here, I would just leave. I'm not interested in increasing the quality of life at a place that I don't have like I don't own equity in that college. I don't give a fuck about that college. Well, you pay I'm tuition, there. right? I mean, what's that? You pay tuition to go. Pay there. tuition, sure. Right. And if and then I just don't pay it and I go elsewhere. Right. And and I don't think that that's there's play there. There's situations where you could argue on a workers' rights basis that you should be able to change the circuit the situation that you're in. Sure. And I think that I guess in principle, you should be able to change the college that you're paying fucking $30,000 a year for. But my question to you would be why that would be like getting married to a drunk abuser and being like, like two years in being like, I don't think I like this. I'm going to change him. What are you doing? Get the fuck out of that. Like, like, yo, we all knew what we were getting into when we signed on for Bard. You know what I'm saying? Like it it would be Mm. weird to show up and then be like, Oh wow, this is too barred for me. I'm gonna change it. What? I knew it. I knew. I knew what it was. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I I see what you're saying, but doesn't that if ever? I mean, like if everyone thought that way, right? I mean, couldn't they just? I don't know. Couldn't they just treat people like slaves then, like the their kitchen staff or something? I mean, shouldn't there be some sort of advocacy for for for? Yeah, the advocacy would be to not attend that particular institution. The advocacy would be the advocacy would be a free market where people say, "Oh, I did not go to this college because I did not serve my it didn't meet my criteria." Right? Yeah, I I guess that that is an advocacy in 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 a way. I just it's a a four year opt in. It's not like being born into the United States. It's a four year opt in. You just choose the one that suits your needs. Right? Um, Yeah, I I I don't know. School is so fucking lame that when I, when I went to college, I was like, I'm gonna be at this location for the duration of my class and then leave. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but in, in terms of the Rogan thing, I I don't know. I mean, I just it's just so weird to have such a strong opinion about the guy. He's just such a normal normal dude, and 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 it's also it just goes back into the thing that like I don't understand why. You need to, you need the thing, everything about the thing to agree with you in order for you to like coexist with it. Like, I I just don't understand it. I just, well, here's what it is, Eric. Uh, That's because you've had to work for something and you still feel like you have to work to maintain it. But people that don't, people that fall into positions that they believe to be beneath them uh, and they didn't have to work to get there often feel the need to control other people in other parts of their lives. So if you're working at Spotify, what we'll call broadly an unfulfilling job, regardless of what it pays, sounds like uh, it. you might make it your business to control other people because that's the only, co- it, look, can I, here's the comparison. If you work a tech job, you're bulimic. That's, that's what it is. When, whenever they talk about bulimia, they talk about somebody that uh, cannot control some aspect of their life. So they control the aspect that they can, which is their body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that is people that work in, in these literal bullshit, the, the, the mill of the 2020s, which is tech. Uh, you work unfulfilling jobs that mean nothing. You move zeros and ones. Uh, you are uh, overcompensated for your efforts because uh, I'm like the OnlyFans girls, the, the girl that says uh, doctors uh, are not as 
talented as OnlyFans people, you do a thing that anybody could conceivably do. Uh, so you are you're kind of just bouncing from firm to firm as though this was uh, 1910 and you're going from one railroad company to the other. You're just company men. That's what you are. And you want to be more. You want to be some type of heroic archetype. Yeah. But, yeah. but you're not. And so the, your heroic archetype manifests in attending protests where you believe that by standing on a, on a bombed out car for a photograph that you are now the new Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. you do this by trying to uh, control as though you are uh, – uh, international workers of the world uh, leading a strike at your uh, textile mill uh, against Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's it's just the fact that you have you don't have anything to fight for, but you still want the, to fulfill this bullshit heroic archetype. Is this your nonsense? Is this where we we do we do the Bill Maher thing where we blame like superhero movies or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just uh, – I blame Black Panther. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, it's – I mean I think I think people have a, a really hard time with being a regular-ass person, right? Is that where yep. like the, the celebrity resentment comes from and like the, the – this like heroicism that they put upon themselves? Like I, I think people have a really hard time with it and, and it's and – it's, 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 it's – I get it to a certain degree. I mean, everybody fucking wants to be, you know, a rock star. Everybody wants to fucking be famous. People love the attention and shit, you know, I get it. But like, you know, there's a lot of benefits to being a regular ass nobody, you know? Yo, yo you and I know too well, there's more benefits to it right now. <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, there is. We've if like, you can avoid the scrutiny of the truly insane mob by making your money below the line. You fucking, you've got us all beat. You fucking rule. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all these, listen, everybody, all like these celebrities of the 2020s, which are YouTubers and podcasters, they all in short order, unless they're 19, they all wish that they could just get into real estate as quickly as humanly possible. And that's because being notable sucks. Being visible sucks. It all fucking sucks. Yeah. So, so if you're able to survive or thrive uh, in, in invisibility, yo, that's sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I'm going to say that I resent these people a great deal because I think that they are they're they're worse than nothing. They're 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 worse than. I had a problem with anonymity and and uh, not feeling visible, so. I starved for 20 years while I worked on things that I thought I could be good at. As it turned out, I'm not great at anything. <laughs> <laughs> but but I took a chance on myself and tried to get something. And what that led to was I'm having four teeth removed uh, next week. Huh. I got to get – that's this, you know why? Because it's the first time I've seen a dentist in – well, I saw a dentist for a brief visit maybe five months ago and couldn't get my abscess taken out. Uh, so I had to get amoxicillin from a feed store. <laughs> so what I'm trying to tell you is I walked uphill both ways to school because right, I, wanted, right. I wanted to stand out in some way. But when you 
and that doesn't make me good. That makes me like the fact that I need to stand out makes me like a deficient loser in some way. But if that is you in your heart and your response is to get a bullshit ass, normal ass job and then attempt to muscle when you're there, I got such zero respect for you. <laughs> like, like less than none. You took no chances on yourself, but you still want to be the Indiana Jones. Suck a dick. Is there, is there any clout for us at the end of, at, 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 in the long term, right? Like if, if we, if we establish ourselves as the voice against, you know, uh, certain, certain aspects of the climate of things that we have a feeling will be against diversity. <laughs> right. Yeah. If we, we have a feeling that somewhere down the line, we'll look back on it or as not just us, but like as a collective culture and be like, damn, we were like a little crazy back then. Like, I don't know. People, people hit us all the time with the same compliment, which is not that we're not very of the moment because outside of my uh, firm belief that uh, you should be able to build thermonuclear weapons if you have if you have the wherewithal to do so most of our takes are very lukewarm yeah and and there's people that respond to that because the reality is that life is more lukewarm than we give it credit life is not a constant revolution and people that connects with certain people other people just think we're pussies but there's a certain person that's like yeah, you guys seem like you share my values, but aren't hysterical. And right. everybody else that I see that shares my values seems like a raving madman. And so we get that compliment, I guess, compliment, uh, pretty often. Is we there do. clout yeah. at the end of the at the end of the rainbow? I don't know. I think I'm too old for clout. It's not not so much clout, but I mean like, you know, in the way that I'm I, I always have in the back, I'm like in the back of my mind, I'm always ready for someone to yell at us, you know, like someone to get big mad about some stupid bullshit that we said or, or not said, frankly. Um, and I wonder if at the end of the day, you know, we'll be, I, I wonder if, 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 if history will, will look back on this thousand listener podcast favorably. Oh yeah. Oh, I think no doubt about that. I think the, the only thing that you've ever done that could get you yelled at was, when you did the black square for the for the Black Lives Matter blackout, oh, thing. I didn't do that shit. Don't put but that you, on me. But you put a little you put a little white fingerprint in the corner. <laughs> I thought that that was kind of in poor taste, and I understood why some uh, listeners uh, uh, objected to that. Right. Yeah. And and may we not forget my allegiance to the white ethno state. Yeah. Well, that was probably uh, to get me to say something's problematic kind of has to be way over a line, but here's the deal, Eric, I'm always going to stand by you. You, you can say, uh, you know, I think you were speaking Nordic. I don't right. even know. Yeah, yeah. You were saying something about the, uh, uh, the dog that eats the world. Uh, I think that's Fenrir. Fenrir. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, it's something about 13 words. Right. I thought it was 14. No, no, you took one out. Oh, did I? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you, don't like, you don't like children. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, I mean, who the fuck knows? I mean, it's, it's, but no, but you're right. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know if people realized, right? But like, I, probably not. But like, there has been a little bit of a concerted effort to not, try and make this podcast bigger than it is just because I don't want to fucking get yelled at. I know, but that's such weak bullshit. You gotta, you gotta own it, man. I know, but you know what? 
thing. I saw, I saw I, the other day, I saw somebody say something that like about me that if it had been said three years ago, might've been like, Oh, Oh, is Patrick going to be canceled? And when I saw it, I go, Oh, thank God, please cancel me. Like <laughs> that was my actual thought was like, Oh, finally, <laughs> you know what I mean? like fuck, I can finally speak like a free person. Mm. We would have to, we could, all right. I think when we're, when we're on the ground together in the same place, we can put a little bit more into, we can juice this thing up a little bit more. I might reach out to somebody about making merch or something like that. But like, I mean, I'm going to just speak candidly. My, my, one of my anxieties, yo, the people out here that like get other people fired is like, that shit drives me fucking crazy. And yeah. we talked about it. If someone ever tried to do that to me, I'd, I'd show up at your house with a baseball bat. So maybe the move, I don't know. My industry, like your industry, is dying. So maybe we just maybe just say fuck it. I don't know. I think maybe we practice what we preach and just try and make an empire out of this, our own thing, rather than chase some fucking thing that's like on well, its way out. here's what I think. I think that uh, – it is big cuck energy to be always worried about getting fired. I mean, there's no doubt, dude, I'm not proud of that fucking feeling because here's the thing. I believe that unless you have done something that is so unhirable (laughs) that, that not even the, not even like a Greek shipping magnate with ties to Russia will take you as a staffer, unless you have done something so reprehensible, that you couldn't even get a brother-in-law to hire you at his mechanic shop uh, in Tulsa, uh, then you just leave your job with a fuck you and you move on to the next one. You know what I'm saying? And you, I understand, it took you a long time to break into your industry so you have a certain anxiety about it being taken away from you. But you've worked in your field for long enough, have enough credits, quote-unquote, that you can just pivot to another job. Like truthfully, you you can, and it is it, it seems like a stressful time because who knows like who knows what the fucking future is. I think streaming is obviously going to be fine because we're uh, all we're all subject to nanny states that are keeping us indoors for twenty three hours a day. So I think streaming is going to be fine, and I think you are going to be uh, eminently hireable for the foreseeable future. So what I'm trying to say is. Uh, I think you have a good relationship with your current job. I think they know your heart. I think that you've never said anything scandalous. You're typically the reasonable one here. Uh, I cannot see uh, a situation where you would lose your job. That said, if you would, if you did, then you just become the bad boy of production. <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing. That's when you just. That's when you have to become your own thing. That's when you have to become Tyler Perry and say, you know what? Fuck all you people. Fuck all this gatekeeper fucking industry, higher up unions, ladder climbing bullshit. Like fuck all of you. Like I'll just do my own fucking thing because this, what we have does have room to grow for fucking sure. And it will. And, um, the the thing is everything you said was 100% reasonable, but the thing that's when people get fired like that, it's never anything reasonable. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's, it's, no that's a fact. That's a it, fact. It's always on some insane nonsense. Like the guy who the professor that, that, that got, you know, reprimanded for, he said the N word, but he was literally quoting somebody because he was a history professor. Yep. Like that's insane to me. And it seems like these insane things 
may not happen often, but they happen, particularly oh. to lower level individuals. Like, the, like yes, professor is not a public facing person in any fucking way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's what all that. Uh, that's what the real cancel culture conversation was, uh, maybe a month and a half ago, which was, hey you guys make this about the biggest names possible, but it's always the working person that suffers. And that's true. Uh, you know, like, so that's when you, if you recall, there was that really horrific, I think he was like, it was literally the worst case scenario. It was like a Mexican or Venezuelan American dude who worked like construction and he could not find another job because I forget what the fuck they said he said, but it was, it was this utter absurdity where he was obviously being made an example of because for anybody that's ever used the bathroom at a construction site, it's just racial graffiti headed oh it's shot in every direction. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was obviously getting made an example of by people, vindictive weirdos, the, the type of people that like, like I say, there is a girl I know. I don't know her. There's a girl I follow online and have followed for a long time whose proudest moment in life until recently where she has a job that she can take some pride in her proudest moment in life up to this point was ruining somebody's business because they were uh, not Mexican, but selling Mexican food. That was her proudest moment in this life was dismantling somebody's uh, career that they, if I had to guess, had to pursue a loan to, to make happen. Also huge personal savings, uh, high risk which every restaurant is very high risk, everybody. So this person took all the risks to pursue their ambition. And then someone that they never met, uh, hounded them out of business with, uh, fraudulent Yelp reviews. Dude, that was that person's proudest moment. Oh my God. That's, that's a really dark soul. Yeah. Yeah. And that person, but by the way, everybody, that person is winning. That person has more money than anybody listening to this. They're doing better than most of us, uh, in most respects. And they are really in love with themselves. I watch them every day. And that was their, that's what, that was their idea of doing service to this world. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Fucking Christ. Yeah. Whatever. I I don't know. I don't want to fucking talk about my bullshit this whole podcast do you have notes this time you you, you've been doing it you've been a note guy recently yeah what if meg lies who's meg the stallion oh what if she lied about tori because tori put out a record last night yes he did and i've tried listening to it and i realized that i just i'm not the i'm not the audience but um by that i mean i'm i'm a prideful white man and you're Um, an old prideful white man yeah, no, I just don't like the R and B infused uh, rap that, like, of the Drake Tory sort of uh, lane, just doesn't really do much for me. But uh, it's it's totally capable. It's uh, it, like the R and B bits, uh, the like the Melodyne R and B bits are like just a bit much for me. Mm, Whatever. Okay. I I liked that he, I liked that he was that he attacked the issue. And what I think is crazy is that this dude is either telling the truth or he is the most audacious gaslighter in human history. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I don't know which one. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But Both are uh, possible. Both are entirely possible. Yeah. Um, and if, if here's the deal. If Meg lied, your anti-Me Too co-host 
is going to do, he's going to throw, also anti-cultural appropriation so he can do this, is going to throw down a Mexican uh, sombrero and do a little hat dance around it. Because I love to see the narrative disassembled. I love to see people come out with these bold proclamations that nobody cares about black women, which, by the way, broadly, true. Uh, say these really intense things about how nobody is looking out for this woman and it, that it is the job of the fans. I actually saw this today. This was the most pathetic thing I ever saw in my life. It made me sad. It was Meg stands saying, we are all she has. We have to protect her. Oh my God. Listen, yeah. if you're all Meg has, Meg's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Meg's in the struggle. If yeah. you're all Meg has, but, but Hey, Hey, let, let's, let's do the charitable read. Uh, it is, it would not be an exaggeration to say that black women are arguably the most stepped on people in the United States. You could probably argue, and this is the fight currently, you could probably argue that indigenous women might get stepped on more, but yeah. it's not a contest, whatever. whatever. These are both two, these are both two groups of people who get shitted on by the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Meg, everybody is a black woman. She's also superhumanly beautiful and rich. She's wildly beautiful. It does not make her less black, but it does take her out of some of the conversations that you're having right now. Does she still face some of the discrimination that you mentioned? Of course. (laughs) Of fucking course. Does she actually invite more prejudice against her because of her success? Arguably, there is going to be somebody who hates her for having more than they have. Of course. But she does not fall into the same category of, of marginalization that somebody from a, a fucking Memphis housing project, a black yeah. woman from a Memphis housing project who got pregnant at fucking 14. It, it is not like, it's not weird. You can say it without being Trump. You can just say like the material reality, which is, Hey, if Meg goes to the police station, she's going to be taken more seriously than many black women. Yes. So the idea that you are all she has is not exactly accurate. No, it's it, well, I mean, this is not even something we it's not at all accurate in any way shape or form. It's like an insane thing to say that this, that it's, it's another, just, it's another form of like wild self-importance that you think that as a stand that you're, you, you have any level of, of importance. Yes. Agreed. But I, I, look, the person that said that can't be doing well at all. So so like, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to be delicate. Uh, So anyway, Tori makes a lot of detail oriented, compelling points on this record uh, such as the during a shooting uh, or in the, in the event of a shooting, <clears throat> the uh, wounded party does not have to, uh, the victim does not have to press charges. The state picks up the charges regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you went to the hospital for a shooting, they have to report that shooting and then it is up to the district attorney to pursue charges, which they do. Why have those things not happened? Well, uh, it could be, is it like, 
is it like a code of the streets type thing, you know? It, but that's what he's saying is that that's what she's claiming, but it does not apply. The state would pick, she doesn't, she does not pick, she doesn't press the charges. It's not up to her. Mm. It's she, the state will pick up the charges for a shooting victim in, in the same way that if you are uh, hit at a uh, crosswalk by a car, the state picks up the charges no matter what you want to do. Uh, there's some states where if you are beating a woman, the state will now pick up the charges regardless of the, if that woman wants to press charges. We, we got and a lot actually, going on right now, though, you know. What's that? There's a lot going on right now. <laughs> there is a lot going on right now. But he doesn't feel like fighting this one. No, no, no. I think I think that they would. Uh, I think that he raises a very compelling point with that. Uh, there might be an entirely good reason why they haven't pursued it. Of course, but it is the sort of thing that you would want an answer for because it is the actual truth. So the state would pick it up if they thought it was a domestic violence thing, or at least they would in New York. I don't know California law on that. Uh, And did did it happen in California? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, And they would pick it up if it was uh, a shooting. So the fact that the state did not pick it up for either of those two things, I mean, that is something worth addressing. Uh, it is something worth asking. And he's saying, uh, he's saying that there, that she is withholding information that would incriminate her. Um, I don't know what the fuck that would be. Yeah. I don't, I, it doesn't really make sense to me. Did she like steal some shit from him? What, is, what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I like tr- truly it makes no sense. Like that's why like, I'm trying to not be my my reactive reactionary uh I've seen too many lies in the me too era guy. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I I want to give her the benefit of the doubt in while I consider what what he's saying. Uh but I honestly don't know. Like and but what I think is interesting is she everybody rallied around her and I didn't know rappers were simps, but there are rappers who are simps. Like Rick Ross is coming out and attacking Tory Lanez. Tory oh, Lanez yeah, will make millions. What's that? I saw that. Yeah. So Tory Lanez will make millions off of this record that he just put out, and, and meanwhile, Rick Ross is attacking him for not making enough money off the record, uh, which is crazy, by the way. Also, <laughs> Tory Lanez, I had no idea he gets money like this. Uh, he his Spotify is littered with tracks that have. 180 million listens mm. that means that he's probably doing comparable numbers on youtube with the same songs uh and yes can it all go away it can all go away if everybody says that you're not allowed to tour to make money yes of course um but he is an independent artist so far as i know that would mean that he probably made more money off of his independent records than rick ross made off of any of his uh, 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 studio records through through uh, labels, so it's. But the point is that Rick Ross, who is a guy who famously said, uh, 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 "Put a Molly in her drink, knock her out," um, he is now being a simp for Meg by attacking Tory, which is big goofy. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, hey man, like you lost. And this is sad because I think that there's a lot of people who want to do good in this world, but their history precludes them from anybody taking them seriously. But Rick, you don't look great on the women issue. 
<laughs> yeah, no, not really. Well, so I, like you yeah. keeping up, like you keeping up for a beautiful, successful woman doesn't make you look noble to me. Well, look, he's. Uh, I always view these things the same way, man. These, these are artists that their primary their primary motivation is 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 um you know it's like the Kanye thing like I, I really think he just wore the MAGA cap just so people would talk about him it's it, these people like they operate like Pepsi you know what I mean it's it's all it's all about branding it's all about having your name in the conversation oh did, that did you see that article by the way huh did you see that article no which one that they uh, audited all of the kind of activist corporations the the ones oh. that took took stances uh, either about climate change or black lives matter in the last five years. And on average, they are doing slightly, slightly worse than the corporations on the same, on the same hiring issues on the same pollution issues, et cetera, as the corporations who said nothing. Just so so people just don't want to hear that bullshit from these corporations. (laughs) No, I don't mean, I don't mean their sales. I mean, on those particular things, like, like, oh. hey, black, like Black Lives Matter. Hey, why haven't, why hasn't your hiring trends changed at all? <laughs> you know I mean? Like, like, what's going on here? Like, you, you, you may, did, did you at least hire black people to make the giant banner that says Black Lives Matter? Because mm. it's in your corporate history over the last five years, there is no trend upward on this thing that you say matters to you. No, they they hired Wall of Moms. <laughs> That's a, uh, okay. Well, it's, look, just real quick on the on the on the toy lanes. I mean, Rick Ross acting like a simp. I think just so people talk. I just he. I think he just wants to be in the drama so people remember who he is because I think he, he wants that poo and that's simp Ross. It's simp Ross, but he. But let's be real. He hasn't. He hasn't been out there in a minute. So he's just trying to get his name in people's mouths. And and as far as can I just can I ask a question, right? And I don't want people to get mad at me. I'm just okay. asking questions. Was Sandy Hook fake? No, it's what does Meg is there hospital records? You know what I mean? Like, is it she if you're shot, well, that, she that's, shot that's, at or was she wounded? That's his other point is if I shot you in your foot, why do you have no damage to your bones or tendons? It's a foot. Well, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but again, <laughs> I want to be fair. Maybe she was shot in a spot that isn't, you know, maybe it was like, you know, her, her upper thigh area, which is covered in any photo of her until nudes leak, I guess, you know, maybe it was an area that can, you know, it caught the, you know, just the, the fatty part of the tissue and it healed. Okay. Okay. But you know, like, did anyone go to the hospital with her? Was there an ambulance? Like, Oh shit, Eric. Now you're in the, uh, what were you wearing world? Oh, right. Well, no, it's just like I just if 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 it's become a a, a conversation about his word against hers. Right. Like I need some kind of to to, to be a fair judge of that situation. I need a little more information. Right. Okay. so you say that and most of our listeners are familiar with my divorced dad energy of not believing anybody. (laughs) But uh I think that the problem here is that people led with a uh, believe all women, Meg must be telling the truth thing. And that might all prove true. You know what I'm saying? Like that, 
Meg might not be saying a word out of line, but it is now poison to suggest otherwise, except in rap, where Tori, who everybody said his career was over, uh, this is the number one record on iTunes right now, and real rap fans say it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, that's that was the the reaction that I was seeing. That like, the comments were basically like, "This record slaps so hard that I don't give a shit who he shot." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, God bless rap, where you can still be an artist. One hundred percent. Like it's uh, yeah, he. he that's that's pretty amazing because if, if the record sucked dick, then he'd be like he'd be castigated from the he'd be he'd be persona non grata. But like, wow, he's uh, I don't I don't know. It, it's interesting. But, yo, I don't think it's I don't think it's unfair <laughs> to say if you got shot. Uh, what 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 I need more information about that. How did the rest of your night go? Uh, right. Uh, and, and here's the thing is that I think it's easy it's fair and easy to say, Hey, let's, um, let's not, uh, grill a woman who might be the victim of, uh, uh, uh of domestic violence and just got shot. You know what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. Like I, it's fair to say, let's not grill her, except if you are making the very career ruining allegation, uh, that, this man shot me do what you will with that information, which of course what we're going to do with that information is no longer, no, no longer, uh, interact with this guy. Well, I, I don't know. He put out a good record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, look, let, let's, 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 let's make it more personal. Let's say, let's say I claimed that I, Patrick Kinlan shot me. Right. People, I would think you'd want to know, like, okay, the Eric stands of the podcast would be like, fuck Patrick, Patrick's a piece of shit, he shot Eric with some bullshit. And then the Pat stands would be like, you know what, uh, New Drug Church record uh, slaps, I don't really give a shit if he shot Eric. But I think a unifi- unifiably everyone would want to lo- know a little bit more about the situation. And if I was lying on you, I would expect you to be like, prove it, motherfucker, you know what I mean? Yeah, which is what Tori did. And – uh, everybody who th- here's the problem, everybody here's the problem in life is that the way that you respond when you're being lied on is the same way that you would respond if you were lying. Right. So, yeah, this and, is and why it applies to things like this and things where it's convenient for you and things where it's not like the Kavanaugh thing. Precisely. So, uh, this is a hard pill for people to swallow. They believe that there is uh, that there is a provable set of behaviors that that indicate that you could not be telling the truth, or that you must be telling the truth. And that's like that's a childish way, guys. That's like not like that. That's not looking at the world like an, through an adult eyeball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you've been around long enough. Anybody listening to this, probably we might have some like fucking eighteen year old listeners, but like it, for the most part people listening to this you've been around long enough you've seen enough that you know you know that when you've been lied on you've responded the same way that you would if you were trying to deflect something with your own lie that's it yeah so listen when i came out with big energy uh hey tori's uh the the best rapper of all time also uh meg's a lying bitch when i came out with that earlier that's just because i love to see narratives destroyed 
I don't actually want the case to be that Meg's lying to me. <laughs> like, I don't actually want that. Uh, I, but I do love to see, uh, I, I think that I think that to believe a dominant narrative makes to to believe without question is bad for your mental health. Oh yeah. So if your whole thing is, for example, like I'm finally after years of of screeching this from the rooftops, I'm finally seeing people like you know the uh, only three out of a hundred uh, uh, rape accusations are false. Like nobody has ever, ever, ever publicly said, wait, the methodology on that makes no sense. That's only the ones that are reported in a court of law. So if we're going on the same rationale that that the courts are dangerous places and that we don't, they don't arrive at truth at all, why would we believe it in this case? Uh, And also when we know that the vast majority of these are not going to trial. Why would we believe that 3% number? It makes no sense. I'm finally seeing people. Because when I used to say that, I'd be like, wait a second. I'm not, I'm not a statistician here. A statistician, statistician here. However, I don't think that that's real. I don't think that those are, that's not how any real numbers would be arrived upon. I'm finally seeing people say that publicly, which feels like a giant win for reason. You know what I mean? But that's not because I want, uh, uh, like I, I want these ugly things to be true or not true. It's, it's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with that. When you blindly adhere to a narrative, it, it's a disservice to individuals because it makes it so that you believe that your narrative can be applied to all circumstance and that you don't have to think about the specifics of any, any, any individual situation. And, that shit fucking sucks and makes you shitty. <laughs> so I, I like to see things go the other way, even though I don't want to think that Meg's lying. No, no, not at all. And I, and I got no stake in Tori. Tori's not my dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I don't, the real, that's the real conceit of this whole thing is we have no stake in fucking any of this. Um, no, that's a fact. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk? Do, should we address uh, Twitter questions? Sure. Hold on. I, I, I have a I have two more things to address. All right, let's go. Uh, prayers for Ron Paul. <laughs> yeah, I said, what happened to him? He had a stroke on TV. Yeah. Um, and How did people notice. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Um, and also, uh, hold on. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need uh, my Google Translate to say that to. Uh, hold on. To say fusa, to say fusa. Uh, Eric, do you know what that means? I do not. It means all that for this. Mm. And uh, it was the cover of the uh, Charlie Hebdo uh, uh, memorial issue that came out recently that republished the cartoons that caused uh, the uh, murder of their colleagues. Yeah. Right? And uh, for anybody that hasn't been paying attention or maybe maybe you're like 19 and this is like from four years ago and doesn't even make your fucking radar. Um, there was an incident in France that uh, spoke to all of my anxieties in the entire world. <laughs> so, so it means a lot to me. I understand. It doesn't mean a lot to everybody. It means a lot to me. It was uh, cartoonist, uh, long running magazine, uh, not fringe in uh, culturally, not fringe at all. Uh, but, you know, kind of like ardent free speech uh, uh, or free speech rights people, 
you wouldn't call them activists. You just they were doing their job, what they've done for a long time. Uh, they pub they published these cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. I thought I thought the United States was the only country that cared about free speech. Ah, <laughs> uh, the only ones who don't. Um, yeah. So, so, uh, so everybody, you remember the uh, there was a scandal about uh, the, the, these cartoons of the prophet, uh, and uh, after that, Charlie Hebdo. The sorry, everybody, my French sucks so bad I can't even say these. Like Char- Charlie Hebdo. No, uh, I mean, that's that's the right way to say it, Charlie Hebdo. Uh, he, he, they ran their own and theirs were irreverent and without care and meant to offend. Should, should we get prophet Muhammad tattoos? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, and then, uh, I think two men, uh, came in and, uh, came into their offices with the intent of murdering, uh, as, as many, uh, staffers as they could. And they did so. Yeah. They lit up the, uh, and uh, this triggered me in every possible way. No doubt. Uh, it's fucking scary. Scary. It's scary. fucking scary. For anyone in this world that makes art, it should scare the shit out of you. Agreed. Uh, and you should feel a way about it. And as was discussed a great deal in the days after it, if you – what it did was it showed a lot of people's true colors. Now, some time has passed and I don't want to get angry, but – uh, no, let's get angry. Fuck it. <laughs> it it demonstrated the point that if you say you're in favor of free speech and then you hit a butt, then you are in fact not in favor of free speech. Correct. So, uh, I you know I'm in favor of free speech, but I think it's worth considering that they pu- published this. Blah, 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 shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. It's because, fun, honestly, not- I, I said I said artist before, but it should it's it's it anyone that values the notion of being able to express themselves without fear of violence. It doesn't, it's not even art necessarily. Yeah. But uh, so I, I thought if that you, uh, if, someone, if we said something inflammatory on this podcast that made someone want to cut our head, heads off, I don't know. Would you call what we do here? Artwork maybe in a, in a sense, but not really. No, but we are expressing ourselves. Yes, exactly. I saw somebody nail this the other day on Twitter. They said, uh, here's the cognitive dissonance on the left and right. Uh, the right, both believe that they are not going to be affected because they are doing everything the right way. So, uh, the, uh, the, the right believe that about policing, that they're not going to be, that it's only people that resist the cops that, that end up shot. And on the left, it's the only people who are censored are people who are bad and say the wrong things. Mm. Right. And the, these are both – these both require you to be lockstep with the moment in your bubble, right? But life isn't like that. You might go – many of you will never offend anybody because you have no thoughts in your head. Yes. But to, to others – I mean that offends me. But. It's, it's worth defending, right? So at any rate, this is all a long lead up to nowhere because all it is is that I thought about that phrase, which is tu sais fusa, um, which is I, that's how I feel about uh, COVID right now. Oh, nice pivot. Because uh, I think it was Tuesday. There was one death in New York state. 
Yeah, you, you sent me off with that one. I that and there was you texted me that at like eight thirty in the morning, and I was like, motherfucking goddamn it! <laughs> I woke up thinking like, ah, I fucking hate everybody. So, one death in New York State due to COVID. Let's let's be, let's make the number five. You know what I mean? Perhaps there was five that are underreported. Maybe they're going to find somebody uh, in their car at, at, in a uh, park and ride three days from now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it could be, could be greater than one, but it was one reported, right? And uh, this is not to say that 200,000 people haven't died. It's not to say that at all. Uh, it's not to say that there doesn't need to be some public policy uh, that that accounts for a safer. Uh, you sound you sound like a cucked out simp now. Come on, this, this is fucking bullshit. One person died, and we're still living like fucking assholes. Listen, Eric, we deserve to live like mole people. Ugh. You and I are just we're in service to the state. Our individual human rights don't matter. We're mole people. You mm-hmm. understand? I'm gonna I'm gonna Charlie Ebdo fucking City Hall. Oh, it's a, it's a comedy podcast, people. Comedy podcast, people. Comedy. Uh, so, uh, what? What? How did I say that before? To to say pusa. Yeah. Um, so, my question now would be: all that for for this? Like all the ventilator panic? All all of the. Uh, nonstop running the numbers uh, uh, on a giant, the right-hand side of the screen on my parents' CNN uh, viewing is this 200,000 number with it ticking upward. Yeah. Patrick, what about, what about uh, Gloria uh, Lopez in the Bronx? Yep. What about her? Yeah. (laughs) She was only 38 and she's dead. She's dead Um, now. Which by the way, they, they finally leaked out. (laughs) <laughs> the uh <laughs> so the cdc is not doing a great job everybody i think that's fair to say um they keep walking back statements under really squirrely auspices they'll say oh yeah that that was bad copy that got out by accident oh you're the CDC. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? You're the CDC and you're the most visible you've ever been in your existence and you let bad copy get out. Right. Like that. That's you're not worst possible timeline with like, oops, I forgot to upload with a description. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what uh, uh, Red Pill uh, Rob said on Twitter that uh, I didn't know this, that CDC actually stands for uh, uh China dick chokers. Oh, wow. That sounds reasonable to me. Um, Here's the thing. Um, It's everybody. We're at the bullshit place now. We're at the bull. We've, we've now we've entered the bullshit zone. Right. So no matter how you feel about what has happened up to this point, there's no way for you to justify what is happening right this second in New York. In New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for anybody that says, no, we're about to get a second wave. Okay. But there isn't a scientist out there who believes that the second wave is going to be worse than the first wave in terms of raw numbers. And if the raw numbers failed to collapse the healthcare system previously, the hospital network, why would it do so this time? So with that in mind, 
What are we doing? With that in mind, why can't I go to the fucking movies? Yes, exactly. With that in mind. Yeah. (laughs) With that in mind, um, why can thousands attend Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, memorial, uh, but children can't do Halloween? Yeah, insane. Well, well, I want to bring up this point again because we said it on the episode that we threw out, but I think it's worth, it bears worth repeating that uh, Halloween is one of the last non-politicized things in like in our realm of existence. Like, if you think about other holidays, if you think about literally every other aspect of your life, somehow everything's become some political horseshit. But ho- the day of Halloween, everyone can kind of agree. That uh, Halloween is, you know, is a little fun thing. It's just a little fun, you know, little like in the little thing. I don't know. It's it's for it's ultimately it's for children, but like you know, and, and for uh, Instagram women who are not doing great. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But it's it's the CDC, China dick chokers, uh, felt comfortable in saying that uh, we have to cancel Halloween because they knew that there was no partisan. There's no partisan bullshit surrounding Halloween. Everyone kind of uniformly can enjoy it um, for what it is uh, or not. If you hate Halloween, I don't know. Maybe you fucking hate it. Um, it's it. Uh, I, I just again, what are we doing? What are we what are we doing? Like, wh- why are we still living like this? And, and you know, for all the people and even I felt it at the time back in March when you were on your you were red pilled out and said you government's going to take away your rights and never give them back. And I said, well, yeah, maybe, but like, maybe this is, this could be bad enough. Cause we didn't know, uh, at this point you have to concede that the thing, at least in New York state barely exists anymore. Why are we still living like assholes? Is it possibly because a government apparatus given, uh, the reins of, of power that we handed over to them doesn't like to just doesn't generally just hand those things back, you know? Is that possible? I think it is that they can now, because they have consent of the public that any time that it's convenient for them to, to, uh, do whatever they want, they can just couch it in the, the excuse of a public health concern. Doesn't no, that bother you? Worth considering, Eric. Huh? You, this is not worth considering. Insane. It makes me feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It really does. I like, I, I, I can't even think about it too much because it makes me feel fucking crazy. And it makes me feel crazy <laughs> that more people aren't like, like, it, I imagine the business owners must be losing their minds, right? Like there, there, there are people that are upset, but like, yo, do they get even a fucking minute of media t- attention? No. Full stop. No. No, you're actually considered uh, a Trump acolyte if you just express that you have some misgivings about the fact that you can no longer run your business or potentially feed your family. It's crazy, dude. It's fucking crazy. And you know, it's, 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 it's as crazy as like a lot of these people, right. That, that simp in this way for the government and, and simp for lockdowns and, and beg, you know, daddy Cuomo to, to, to oppress them are the same people who will leave their house to go march as an anti-statist because of, uh, you know, policing and things like that. It's, it's, I, I just, I don't know how you can reconcile those two things. Uh, it's, it's a crock of shit. People want to be controlled. Full it's, stop. 
It's so, they want to be controlled for the right reasons, and it's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. S- step step on me with the boot. I prefer daddy. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's I just it dude it drives me fucking crazy. It, 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 it like it it especially in New York. I mean, it, it, you, you, I I would be even willing to 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 red pill out even more and say you know the rest of the country. Like, yo, I think Florida just straight up opened up. Maybe we should forget LA and just move to Florida. Yo, Florida, Florida is lit. People shit on Florida. I'm a Florida man. <laughs> yeah, you you are the Florida man. Yeah, yeah, I love. It. I I like the way you you connected uh, Ebdo to to COVID. That was that was graceful. All that for this. All that. Uh, for this. Okay, last thing I'll say uh, is uh, everybody, if you want to beat the New York Times uh, paywall, just uh, click on the link and then immediately turn off uh, your Wi-Fi. Uh, oh, this, cool. that's good. This uh, circumvents their their blocker. Uh, so uh, if you wanted to read the article about how a pledge to dismantle the Minneapolis police collapsed, uh, you could do that because uh, the article is about how uh, Minneapolis City Council uh, pledged to end policing. You remember when this happened, Eric? Yes. Well, yes. I remember when they, yeah, sort of. They said that, but that's not, that was like their, their that was like their, their headline. And then the subtext was like, yeah, we're just going to hire new police officers. So among the quotes in this article, uh, the council president says, I think our pledge created confusion in the community. Oh, you think? Uh, counselors uh, have said things uh, like, or no, pardon me. Another member of the council said, counselors have gotten used to these kind of progressive purity tests, mm. which, is to, which is to say that they had to lead with a headline and then ignore it later. One council member said, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> another, and then another council member said that they didn't adequately engage black and brown people, uh, which the data reflects might be true. I can't speak to that last one because here's the problem. If you ask a black or brown person who does not live in that community or has a completely different background or does has no stakes in what happens next, that is that is a black and brown person for certain. I'm not taking that away from them, but it might not be the black and brown person who is germane to this conversation. Right, right. And it seems as though they asked a lot of grad students what to do no. in, instead of – <laughs> what to do about the communities you mean that would be a like old who's only uh thought about two things for uh the, the last uh seven years of their lives that don't have any on the ground experience that's who they conferred with rather than uh the uh, you, i guess you could say community activists people that live there etc who mm, uh, listen everybody here is the stance of the worst possible timeline podcast, which is get rid of cops or don't Eric and I will uh, hit the gun shop and do our best in this new uh, kind of uh, uh, might makes right reality. Mm-hmm. Do what suits you. Yeah. But, well, well I, I would say do what suits the people that live in the place that you're doing the fucking alterations to. No, Eric, that's not a consideration. Oh, okay. Um, do what suits you, but, it is completely meritless and a lie to suggest that just because a neighborhood is over-policed or policed poorly, uh, that it 
does not want a police presence. Oh, dude, that's the biggest fucking conceit of the whole thing that, yo, this is, well, this, I feel like this, it comes back to the, the, the debate between, um, reformers versus, uh, you know, complete, you know, abolitionists, abolitionists, you know what I mean? And it's, and yo, I gotta say, people don't want to hear it, especially the more tanky side of things. I gotta say, if if our primary concern is the safety of these people and and seeing them exist in an environment where they can uh, they have considerable upward mobility and stability in their lives to achieve that, taking the whole apparatus apart, I think leaves them quite vulnerable. Uh, okay, so, so I gotta so, go with the reform option. I'm sorry. So Eric, that you fucking total moderate cuck. The the, uh, <laughs> the the argument against that, which has been put out on the internet uh, pretty much at a nonstop clip since the George Floyd killing was police are the direct cause of violence in these communities that when you remove the police, these, these communities have no violence. Yeah, that's not, I I'm okay. I, I will concede the first part. I won't concede the second part. Correct. You know what? Well said is that it is in the same breath. You can admit that uh, police are uh, in many communities uh, seen not as a part of that community at all, but an occupying force and a a terror, a terror to the fucking community. One hundred percent. Exactly. You can say that one hundred percent. And at the same time, without any cognitive dissonance, you can also say that should they leave, there will be an uptick in violence. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> out. Like, yo, everybody, try making sense. You know, <laughs> just, just try it. Like, try it. You don't have to say the extreme thing just because it's fashionable. You can say just like, oh, yeah, hey, I understand material reality. Like, you know, like I, I get it. I've lived on planet Earth. Yeah. Look, when it, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, because I, I don't really, I, it's 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 a tough one because I don't know that I have an answer. You know, I mean, my gut says these places need the correct kind of policing, and that's a whole loaded concept in and of itself, and that will in- ignite passions and get people to yell at you for suggesting. You know, but I, you know, I'm not an expert in, in, in the thing. You know, and that's just what it comes down to. And I, I don't have, I don't know what the right answer is, but I will say again. If our primary concern is the, is is the quality of the lives of the uh, of the people of these neighborhoods, then stability in their in their environment, in order for them to is, is the bare minimum that they need to achieve upward mobility. So they need some kind of stabilizing force. And I guess and where my mind goes to from there is a better caliber of policing. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know, uh, but. That's to me. That's where my mind goes. And fuck it. If, if you don't agree, I could be totally fucking wrong. I, maybe I'm misreading the whole situation. I I don't live there. I don't know a lot about their lives and their needs. So you know, take it take it for what it's worth. Yeah, that's worth saying. That even as Eric and I uh, are constantly beating this drum, that you have to listen to the people that are actually there instead of uh, Twitter-brained grad students. Uh, we don't live there either. Uh, so sort it out. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I just wanted to share with you that uh, the uh, pledge to end policing was uh, completely false. Of course it was, but 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 like anyone who put more than 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 a minute's thought into the thing knew that would be the case. Like, what does a policeless society look like? To me, it ends up with just a policing force under a different name, under the name of public, you know, public safety patrol or you know, a mobile uh, social worker. Okay, that's a cop, motherfucker. It's just this- or, or, or we get to uh, live our ANCAP fantasy of uh, ha- ha- private security firms. <laughs> Jeez, so, that sounds weird. There's if you have private security firms, there's no there's no yo, the state at least provides you well and look, it provides you with a thing that is deeply uh ineffectual right right now. It's valid but it it some sort of state level accountability force, which as we've seen time and time again, and again with the Breonna Taylor thing, that the accountability force isn't doing its job, right? But stripping that away is not the idea. I don't think that's the scenario. I think reforming that accountability force is where you want to go, making it, making these institutions actually accountable or in some, in some way, or at least people in the community having more of a say in the accountability. Maybe I I, I don't know. Again, a complicated issue that I don't know a lot about. I'm just a guy from Queens. Hey, I'm just, I, oh, I got my salami and provolone. I don't, what do I know? I just, I just want to, I just want to make a sandwich for God's sake. I'm not an expert fella. <laughs> That's my bit. Exactly. Um, we got a guy, from, uh, we got someone from Twitter here saying, is 2020 sucking and being considered the worst year ever a bad take for lame brains who can't find joy in their lives? Um, I mean, if you can't find joy in your lives, then you're a lame brain for sure. But uh, it's a pretty shitty year too. Um, yeah, it's. It, it, I know a lot of people that are pretty much reduced to zero by this year. Um, <clears throat> I think, and I also think that it, I don't want to get too policing of people's uh, depression. It, mm-hmm. If if somebody feels bad about this year because it exposed them to realities that they up to this point have been able to avoid. Uh, or it actively worked against them to such a way that they're unable to make a living, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Uh, then I don't want to, I don't want to say, Hey, you don't get to feel depressed. Um, that said, I think that there's people that jump on any trend and in the same way that like thinking about killing myself was a thing that people said online for three years. Uh, I think that bitching about 2020 is the new thinking about killing myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll police depressed people. Get out of bed. Stop. Um, you know, go look. The state of the world sucks dick. It sucks more dick than it's than it's had in a long fucking time. It's kind of interesting in how bad things can get. And now your 2017 take of gonna kill myself because whatever seems kind of I don't know. Like things were inarguably in a better state just fucking seven months ago. So look, but but that being said, the world could be a whole lot worse than it is. I think that's worth taking into consideration. And, and if you feel bad, yo, that's a perfectly reasonable, uh, reaction to the world at large right now. So I'm, I hope those, hope those Jill Stein protest votes were worth it. <laughs> Precisely. I think it's both. I just think it's both. I, I, I think again, if you can't find any joy in your life, that's speaking to something deeper. 
But if you are depressed by the state of the world, that's totally natural. I get it. This, this, the world sucks right now. Um, so I don't know that that's my take on the whole thing. Um, what else we got here? Oh, what's the longest you've ever gone without nutting? No, like, uh, definitely months. Really? In your yeah, I life? I challenge myself once. Really? So, so you went months? Was this when you, this is when you dabbled in being a proud boy. <laughs> that's right. It was, it was, it was during my, uh, uh, my uh, will to power uh, must reabsorb reabsorb my fluids. Uh, era. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I'm trying to think what the longest I have gone was. It's probably. It's probably it's probably it might be a month, maybe just shy of a month. Okay. It might, might just be shy of, of a month. And and it's interesting because sometimes, sometimes, right, you go a little while because then like when you finally do, it's it's way better, right? Like I've had that experience. But sometimes you can go so long where it's like when you finally do again, it's like it's more of a it's more of an ordeal than it is like an actual sort of uh, like vindication of any kind. Eric, here's a question for you. If you're not excited for the Black Widow and Wonder Woman 1984 movies, just admit that you hate women. All right, then. I hate women. All right. <laughs> we settled it. We finally got finally. it. Jesus Christ. This is, so this is, 2020 is the first year without a Marvel movie since 2009. Oh, is that right? Something like that. Maybe 2008 or 2007. Mm. I forget. It's, it's the longest we've – yo, I think – I listen – I like the Marvel movies. I'll, I don't give a shit. I'll be that fucking guy. I like them. Um, so I've seen most of them. Uh, the, I think the world needed a break from them though. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, okay. So, uh, MJ Boyer wants to know, he says, elaborate more on 2020 being like the 1970s. I agree, but I'd like to hear your reasons why compared to mine. Um, I don't know what his reasons are, but riff on that a little bit what's the question 70s what he wants to know um he wants to elaborate more on on 2020 being like the 1970s oh uh just that we have uh we're very divided people uh that uh we believe okay so economic downturn plus uh political division uh i always cite the 70s because there was like a hundred plus incidents of, of domestic terrorism during that time. So anybody that thinks that we're at our most divided because we have some protests, uh, I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Although I, I, this is obviously the most divided that we've been in my lifetime for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I see it as, I, I think that the next few years are going to be, the seventies in a lot of respects, it's going to be, um, uh, uh, like ga- gas, uh, there's going to be a gas crisis, but it's not going to be gas. It's going to be everything else. Like, I, I don't know if you're paying attention, Eric, like my parents were noting the other day that everything is expensive at the moment. Oh yeah. And, and people don't seem to be talking about this at all, that this is all a precursor to what's about to happen. We're going to experience not an economic collapse in the respect that you need to worry about the, the United States toppling over, but for anybody 
this is what discourages me. If you're 19 and in the street right now, I'm not telling you to get out of the street. I'm not telling you not to protest. I am telling you to spend every time, every waking moment that you're not protesting and worrying, like to, to focus on trying to navigate the next 10 years financially. Because when there is a recession, you don't think about it when you're young. But what it does or what it can potentially do is rob you of a decade during which you would be making money to secure yourself a future. And again, if you're fucking like 20, I don't expect you to understand this. I really didn't understand this until I was 30. (laughs) But it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a tough, well, for a young person and even, and I would, including myself, it's kind of an abstract thing to like comprehend. It is. It is. That's why it's almost, it's not even worth it really. But, but uh, I, I just think that, a recession of the type that we're looking at that might not happen, but I think most people agree will, or at least is likely in some level, there's going to be a recession. Yeah. I, I think that we, I think you have to be ready. I, I think like, again, like for me to go out and get a job means that I thought that this was going to be really not good. Uh, cause I hate working for somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck it. But I had to because I think that there's at least the very real potential that there's not going to be an opportunity to make and save money for five to ten years. Well, th- what's discouraging to me in in the same vein of that is that it seems like on the part of young people, there's a there's an expectation that the government is going to do anything for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's they're exactly. not, bro. They're seriously. They're not. They're not. I, I, pl- please be realistic about that. But please, like, do do yourself the favor. Sorry, I, like the whole tone of this podcast just changed because I'm now concerned about people. Um, <laughs> the, 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 like, the government that you claim to hate and have no faith in, you still display an entirely outsized amount of faith in. You you really believe that if you make them bigger, that they'll be available to save you. It's not, it doesn't go like that. And you're not going to have shit unless you go get it yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, there, I think there's something to be said for wanting to hold, you know, the thing you pay taxes to and the people that you elect, you know, they want to represent your interests and, and serve you in some ways. I, I think that's a valid thing to want and expect, but, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, as they, uh, as they say in the Arab world, uh, trust in Allah, but, but, uh, tie your camel. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you gotta be ready, man. Yeah. Um, do for self. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Here's we were sent a tweet and asked to react to it. The tweet says, "Oh God, it's a whole it might be a whole thread here." Um, I have a theory. This is this person saying this. They're at exquisite. They say, "I have a theory that people who conceive sordid horror stories are actually very weird and dangerous members of society." Mm, good theory. <laughs> I'd like to see that proven in any demonstrable sense. Uh, no, Eric, the, the, the numbers bear out. Oh, do they? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's provable. <laughs> uh, look, uh, a dangerous uh, member of society. It's just stupid people. <laughs> this is mad. Everybody, this is just a stupid person. Mad, dumb, mad, 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 dumb. Um, this person says, if Eric Wilson and Patrick Kinlan were running opposite one another for president, who would win and on what platforms? You'd win on the fucking, all your cuck policy. Mm, I don't know, though, because if Trump has, has proved anything, it's that there's there's a winning path in stirring up the most fervent weirdos. And I think I think you'd be good at that. Oh, so you think I'd be like just riling up my base, the uh, Mexicans are rapist base? No, not. I don't think that would be your base, but the. the you you change Mexico. <laughs> Mexico change you. You could you could rile up the the, the guns rights people, you know, um, and then the media would be like presidential hopeful Kinlan wants wants your neighbors to have the access codes. What what will that do to the children? And then I come out and I shrug. Yeah, and and you'll you'll you know you'll advocate against lockdowns and the, yo that that's a real thing. Someone mentioned the other day that this whole pandemic thing, the inef- the ineffectual Trump's ineffectual nature on this entire on the in, entire pandemic, right, should be what kills him. But it could have this like opposite effect where the whole lockdown institution thing. And the like worst case scenario projected that never came true might have red pilled a lot of people. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so like Trump being blase about lockdowns and masks and shit, mm, his approval rating didn't really go down. No, (laughs) I think it went up actually. So, uh, there's, there's that whole thing, you know? Um, I, I mean, one could argue that I've been red pilled. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in in terms of the COVID thing, uh, Halloween red pilled you. Halloween red you, trying to cancel Halloween. I'll fucking you know I'll give you canceled. Um, I don't even know what the fuck my platform. I, 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 we would probably find a lot of common ground in terms of our platforms, but it, it would be like such a boring fucking election. It would be like Romney versus Obama. It just it wouldn't pop. Hey, can I read a can I read a tweet to you? Please. No, it wouldn't pop. Um, this is Halsey, who is a pop performer. Of course. I'm sorry, but I really can't believe whoever is she's referring to uh, Tory Lane's new record. I'm sorry, which reached number one on U.S. Apple Music. I'm sorry, but I really can't believe whoever is listening to this and letting this man speak on and profit off of his violence towards someone we know and love. Um, I can't speak for Halsey. I don't know, Meg. Oh, I think I lost you. Are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here now. You know, I, I, last thing I heard was you know, Meg. Uh, you know, Meg. No, I, I don't know, Meg. You don't know. Meg. Oh, okay, I thought you knew. Like, Meg. like this person saying this person that we all know and love. Like, yo, again, I'm not suggesting that Meg's lying. I don't know Meg. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, like these are both celebrities. What, what, what are you, what do you mean? We, I, I don't, I don't the, know her. This is the part of the podcast where we advise Halsey on, on how to conduct her. Listen, 
it's only a matter of time till someone quote tweets you and says, don't you date a cop? So you have to embrace the villain role. <laughs> exactly right. People already hate you for nonsense reasons. Like, oh my God. It, like, well, dating the cop thing is nonsense, but also the, what was the, it was like, she glorifies like, like domestic abuse or something because of the nature of her. Some insane. Yeah, there's going to be some nonsense. Some insane take. So look, the public at large already hates you. Stop simping for Meg. You're you're a Tory stan. I mean, just confess that it doesn't matter to you any more than it matters to you and I. That too. But again, I mean, you, you're, she's trying to flip her role. Your role's already been set. You dated a cop. You're now. Your persona. No, is, isn't that Lana Del Rey? Or did Halsey date a couple? Fuck, is that Lana Del Maybe I'm getting my fucking. They're, aren't Halsey and Lana Del Rey the same person? They're both low talent people that are propped up by the fact that if you are kind of an incel, you find them attractive. Oh, man. I Shit. I, yeah, I think you're right. I fucked up. I thought that was Lana. Lana dated no, I, I mean, listen, it's literally all the same. <laughs> Don't worry. I don't even know what they look. I couldn't pick either of these people out of a lineup. I'm looking at Halsey is a physically impressive, uh, human being who then occasionally dresses, uh, like a Williamsburg, uh, fake lesbian, uh, for clout. Right. So it'll be her, it'll be her with like her, like, uh, 300 CC, like little titties, but are perfect. And then it'll be her like uh, on a beach looking fucking fine as fuck. And then, dressed up like uh is like an extra on a cable access show being like i'm just so bi and quirky Mm. i'm looking at i'm looking at both these people back to back they literally if 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 lana del rey cut her hair short they'd be indiscernible they they're like identical to me oh fuck halsey is with machine gun kelly oh i see i thought halsey was a lesbian What's going on? Eric, I, I'm going to say something very controversial. Please. I think. You don't need to have an attraction with or ever be with a woman to be a lesbian. It is now 2024. And the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts? Or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? (laughs) So do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's the definition of a lesbian. No, no, no. That's changed. Oh, that's going to upset l- lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> did you see, did you see the simpering nonsense that Judith Butler put out? I don't know who that is. All right. She's wow. the one that brought, Kelly. The one that brought the idea of gender perf- performativity uh, into the, uh, the dialectic. Um, she is uh, 
you couldn't call her a fraud because she really believes what she's saying, I think. <clears throat> but she got at, she's like, you know, one of the OG feminist types. Uh, most people kind of clown her for how impenetrable uh, her writing is. And it's really bad. Like you would lose your shit. It's, it seems like a parody. If you give it to like a normal person, they just go, yeah, okay, this is a joke. It's from the onion. And everything she's ever written is like that. But she gave an interview where she jumped out. First question jumped out and just made it about how turfs are bad. And that was not remotely the question. And it's, it feels like she is attempting to, uh, win favor and be relevant and just like, like, uh, be a clout vampire, even though she's 70 something. <laughs> and it, it, it is so weird because all of the predictable outlets and, and blue check marks praised her and were like, yes, the yes, queen, you know, it, but it, it was so fraudy. It would be like, <laughs> it would be like if I lived in Key West and a storm was coming and they're like, uh, musician Patrick Kinlan uh, is here. He says he's going to stay with his house. Uh, sir, why did you choose to do that? And I go, uh, well, I think that the definition of woman is anybody that chooses to be that. And uh, I think turfs are people that are attempting to gatekeep what womanhood is. And I just uh, won't have anything to do with them. Give me and the clout. Like, Thanks. Give me the clout. <laughs> exactly. Clout. <laughs> so stupid. People who clout vampire through the LGBT lens is like, I know, oh man, that's such a that's such falling a, for it. Just straight. Yeah. Well, I I personally, well, real quick, one little side note. I'm looking at pictures of Machine Gun Kelly, and he is literal the he's literally the exact intersection of Pat Kinlan and mm. Greg Opie Hughes. I. Th- that's funny you should say that because I think he's one of the worst looking human beings I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not, yeah, no, he's awful to look at, but interesting. Like, you should say that he's like the, the Conan bit where they would put, they would like make the celebrity like baby just by like mashing the two photos together. He's you and, and Opie from Opie and Anthony. He give you know how people talk about like douche chills and shit. Like it's a, you know, like a thing that if you're a person that quotes the office, you might say, sure. Yeah. Uh, um, he gives me, he gives me like a, a, douche stroke you know what i mean it's not a douche shiver it's a douche stroke i i, oh I have to be hospitalized I, I go into shock he might have the worst tattoos imaginable his yeah people, so people clown on on who's the the fucking kid from snl uh, uh pete davidson yeah pete davidson people clown and he has bad tattoos but yo machine gun kelly has a tattoo of like a brick wall on his abdomen over his abs with an anarchy sign over it. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this is going to lead me to another topic of conversation. Okay. I'm a musician who is making fun of machine gun Kelly, who is much more successful than me. Sure. Right. Yeah. I have to be measured when I do that, because although I think he is an actual circus clown, and a terrible musician and not worth pursuing. Like you shouldn't follow him or be interested in what he does. I still have to be mindful of the fact that he's achieved more than I have. And the reason I bring this up and I never bring up the money thing or anything like that. Cause I think it's like a very tacky argument. So much of that stuff is out of your control and it's almost like makes you look like a buffoon to bring it up. Mm. But I saw people come for Aaron Sorkin 
the other day. And I don't even like Aaron Sorkin really at all. I have no interest in the West wing. I will never in my life watch the social network for any fucking reason. And that includes a gun pressed to the base of my neck. I, I refuse. I don't give a fuck about Aaron Sorkin, but when I saw people that have one one hundredth his success and one one thousandth his ability use the green light to attack him, I got so I I cringed in like a oh fuck. I'm watching the entire internet embarrass itself. Is this is this are you talking about Sorkin or Kelly? Sorkin. Sorkin, yeah. I just mention it because I saw other screenwriters who have achieved nothing Mm. attack Aaron Sorkin. Now, achievement is a funny thing because a lot of elements are out of your control. So maybe it's just a fact that, hey, you can make fun of anybody and, uh, you know, you're punching up, right? Because blah, blah, blah. Listen, you're also not as skilled as he is. Mm. It makes it almost shameful for you to attack him shameful straight up um, like yeah you, you, uh, and i take this to the extreme and i know that our listeners get angry at me when i go ben shapiro pretty good on a mic you know what i mean <laughs> like the reason i do that man is because once you do something for a long time you see what it takes to do it and it makes it really hard to disregard people simply because you don't like the content of their stuff you're looking at like their ability to convey it and you are suddenly seeing them through a lens that the average person maybe doesn't because they haven't devoted X amount of hours of their life to trying to be good at this specific thing, right? So it, it is so fucking annoying to watch people come for Aaron Sorkin when I w- just want to go like, hey, like an ou- a drop of self-awareness that you are nowhere near as good as this man. Just please, just a drop. Yeah. Um, I don't even like him. No. No, I bet Machine Gun Kelly's a nice guy. <laughs> he seems like a total douche. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he's probably douchey, but he's probably like, he's probably like, yeah, he's got kind eyes. He, I bet he's like a likable douche. Okay, all right. He seems hurt. I was giving that. He seems hurt. Yeah, he seems wounded. We're all wounded, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Can you, can you answer for me? What's what do you think? I've been wearing the same clothes. Same pants, same underwear, same sh- same Morrissey shirt for over a week. What do you think's going on with me? Uh, you realize it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have a, a dresser full of clean clothes. What am I doing? You realize it doesn't matter. <laughs> is is that is that what's happening? Uh, why would it matter? Who cares? My clothes are in a pile. And I just grab whatever doesn't smell. And if it smells, then I go, oh, uh, the other day I drove to the barber and was like, oh, I smell. Got to leave. <laughs> now, now we're, now we're getting depressing. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. What, what, uh, what else, what else we got here? Um, now that RGB is dead and Republicans are almost deaf voting in a new justice, is it still worth voting for Biden? That's not a, that's not a question for us. No. Um, firstly, the woman that is going to get this nomination, there's a lot of speculation that they're going to try to jam her up because she has uh, adopted black children. What, what, what? The whisper 
is that they're going to that leftists, not Dems necessarily, but the foot soldiers that Dems use on this on the fringe are going to come out against the fact that she has an interracial family. That's that's kind of crazy. If that happens, will you be excited for how shitty this world's gotten, or or will you be down? Um. Oh my goodness, that's that's a that's an interesting angle. There's again, it's it depends on what the news media chooses to run with, because a few Twitter accounts saying that interracial adoption is is violence against black and brown bodies. Yeah, okay, you could get a few thousand retweets on that because nobody looks at anything or cares about anything at the end of the day. But if you choose to propagate that idea by saying that people are saying it when it's really only a few wingnuts, yeah, yeah, then we're in a whole different category. And then you're going to excite the sort of, you know, the news media is like, I don't, again, p- people got mad at us months or maybe two years ago. When we came out and said, yeah, the news is fake. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can think whatever you want about Trump, but it's fake news. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these are people aren't your friends. And people were mad at us. And now I think everybody gets it. Dude, I, because I, I, I can remember that. And I remember feeling like a little bit of like, I don't know if guilt is the right word, but like I felt a little bit like, oh, like I felt ugly because I was like, damn, like here we got this like absolute shithead of a president talking about how evil the media is and how I, at least I slightly, I sort of work for the media in a way. Um, I, you know, I guess I, I do work. I full stop. I work for the media, you know? Um, and I felt like ugly having that notion. Now I don't give a fuck. Fuck the goddamn fucking news media. These, these are, they're actual vampires. They're actually no trying to, they're actively trying to make you kill each other. Ghouls. Ghouls. Full stop. Full stop. They are your enemy. Maybe not for the re- Trump just doesn't like them because they say bad things about them. But I say they're your enemy because they're like actively using propaganda to make you kill each other. Yes, exactly right. It's it's any and, and like that's not even a deep read, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Correct. It, it's uh, it, we're not saying anything wild anymore. You all get it. What do you know about uh, what do you know about uh, the who's Jim Goad? Oh, I've quoted him on here. So uh, I've talked to you about him. Jim Goad is the guy who wrote Answer Me. It was a zine in the 90s. Uh, He's like a lifetime troll that, like most trolls, has pivoted to the extreme right wing or race realism uh, because that's a a Gavin type. Yeah. Oh, he's the proto Gavin. Oh, Um, Actually, t- uh, I've talked about this. He is the inspiration for Vice Magazine. Okay. Um, Gavin hired Goad on several occasions because he admires him. Should we have him on the show? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't have much respect for us, but uh, <laughs> uh, his his podcast is actually – I love Jim Goad, and his podcast is a difficult listen for me, a guy who is pretty much not offended by anything. And uh, Jim's power his entire career has been being vicious like he he's incapable of saying something that doesn't wither or harm another human being Mm. so so everything i don't think he's nearly as serious as 
he lets on, but because of his tone, it's listen, it's the same way that I can't get away with certain things because even though I'm joking and I literally want even my enemies to win, I, people detect a tone in me that is not lighthearted. It's not funny and they don't enjoy me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel for goat. Um, that said, goat says things that our listenership would never put up with. Like he's, by most people's standards, pretty hardcore racist. <laughs> uh, but he'll have like a he'll he has routinely has black guests. Uh, he is not um, including uh, Eugene Robinson from uh, uh, from Oxbow. Uh, he is uh, he's an interesting guy who you're not allowed to like at the moment. Right, right. Do could we, do you think we could get Oxbow guy on the show? Potentially, his I, podcast is, is interesting too. Everybody, everybody, you should check out uh, the Jim Goat podcast, which one uh, percent of our listeners will make it through even an episode. Uh, uh, the the ones that do will probably be radicalized in some way. And uh, the Eugene S. Robinson podcast, you should also check out too. Uh, it sounds like he records it through a CB uh, microphone, but. Uh, he is a thinker. These are both, both of these men are thinkers that are not afraid to be yelled at. So you should be listening to them at all times. Ah, See, I got 50. I think I'm a thinker, but I don't like getting yelled at. Yeah. You hate getting yelled at. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know what? Look, we should start having guests on the show and I'm wondering what our, what our ceiling is or like what our reach could be. Oh, I think it, honestly, I think it's 50%. Um, you know, that we are, our, our reach literally how many listens we get. But I also think that there's just certain people that'll just listen to us and like our vibe and be willing to throw us a bone. And then we shoot to, you know, 6,000 listens for an episode and then maybe hold on to some of those people. It's, you know, it's a game that we, you and I have never played. We no. like, we, we've had a Brucey on because we like a Brucey, but Love a Brucey. It, it's a, uh, it's not like a, that's not, that hasn't been our hustle, but, uh, once we get to Hollywood, which by the way, are we confirming that we want that spot or no? I think so. Okay. Is it, I thought it was at the base of Runyon Canyon, but it's really just a block off of Hollywood Boulevard. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even understand how sleazy that is. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait I, for, I want you to get, okay. Heaven forbid. I want you to get laid off and start drinking gin during the day. Oh God. And I want you to walk around Hollywood at night. Like this is a seventies motion picture. That's the, that's the movie we have to make. It is. That's like, I want to make a sleazy seventies, like taxi driver, but on, on, on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, what if you then start a relationship with like a runaway prostitute? Uh, and, it's just such a, oh God, what if you live the entire life and then you, you, you go through a period of complete delusion where you're walking around with like your own headshots? You don't, you don't even understand how, how close to the truth you are right now. <laughs> I have to tell you about it. Um, would you think, do you think we could get Tim Dillon? I feel like there was a time where we could have gotten Tim Dillon, but he might, he might've surpassed us now. Oh, I mean, I think he makes 30 grand a week off of, or off a month off of Patreon. I think he, I think he surpassed us. Uh, <laughs> but I, but like, I, even like a year ago, he was going on like YouTube channels that didn't have much of a following. Yes. 
we I yes. feel like we might have missed our chance with him, but we, yeah, I'll try yeah. reaching out. But I think that I think if we can get a YouTube really popping, uh, nobody is out of reach. It, it, it's listen, you and I are young, handsome, uh, and uh, I'm building us a, a set out of plywood and a stained drop ceiling. So we're going to have a, a whole setup. It's going to be sick. Um, I, okay, I have a, I have a question. We have to do our OnlyFans thing, but before before we we get into that, I need to know, right? Who this person asked the question? World's uh, worst wizard uh, tweeted at us. He says, uh, "Who's in the bottom ninety three percent of OnlyFans?" I'm gonna just let everybody in on this. Nobody. <laughs> Yo, everyone that I've ever followed that has an OnlyFans is always in the top like seven percent. How are you it's all on the top seven percent? It's a hustle, everybody. <laughs> it's a hustle. You can't all be in the top seven percent, can you? Uh, they all are. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. You know what? It's uh, they're popping. Good for them. I'm I'm happy for their success. Um. All right. Let's end on this. Um. This person asks if you guys freaky Friday'd. What would you do in the other person's body? What would you do in the other person's body? It only lasts for 48 hours, but you don't know that going in. Okay, that's interesting. I would probably be a little freaked out by your worm balls. Yeah, they're not noticeable. Um, Mm -hmm. You got to be in the tub and let all the water go out of the tub before you can realize. I would probably uh, pick a fight on a subway uh, uh, station, like on a platform. Yeah, but, okay, but I wonder if you die while you're in my body, are you dead or am I dead? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. That's I've just bad. I've just never been like a thick-bodied dude. I think it'd be like you can't pick a fight with like a real killer, but you can pick a fight with like kind of like other normal body subway people. Oh, dude, I mean people know that I'm people but listeners of the podcast at this point know that I'm a sensitive, non-confrontational man. However, I will say being in this body my entire life has definitely, uh, I've, I've been able to, to, to hold my own when it comes to certain confrontations just based on my stature. Yeah, that's cool. It's, it's 100% a thing. And there's definitely people that have not, that don't have not fucked with me because I'm a six foot tall, 200 and some odd pound person. Would you Google Gad Sad and tell me if you look like he does shirtless? Gad, Gad Sad. Yeah, he's a he's like Jordan Peterson, but not Jordan Peterson. Um, G A D S A A D. He's a uh, he's an academic who has an attitude problem and is feisty online. Um, he looks a bit bigger than me. I don't think I'm that big, but yeah, pretty close. That's cool. <laughs> what does he look good shirtless? He takes he takes a lot of shirtless photos for a fucking college professor, and <laughs> <laughs> not not a particularly great looking one either. No, as as a kid, he was kind of handsome. I think he's Palestinian. Yeah, um, he, yeah, he looks Palestinian. Yeah, um, um, no, he looks he definitely looks bigger than me. But uh, he's know. an interest. He's an interesting follow on social media because he's so tenured that he'll just when somebody says. Hey man, you're not considering this, that, and the other. And he'll be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not considering. It must be that I'm not uh, a tenured professor at an esteemed university with an IQ of 180 and you are an internet moron. Goodbye, Cretan. And he'll block him. 
Love it. <laughs> it's fun. Love it. Big ups to get. I know nothing about this guy, but big ups. Um, all right. All right. Last, last one for real. Uh, when was the last time you shit your pants? Uh, I had to check myself yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I I, uh, I was d- uh, doing vocals, and it requires a lot of yelling, and my body's not made for that. This is the thing that uh, we need the young people of our listenership to understand. Your body, whether or not you're, you're, you're drinking or partying or doing drugs, I would suggest, you know, cut it out by like 27. Um, oh, yeah. But, but regardless – Age at some point, you're gonna have limited control of your asshole. Oh yeah, <laughs> that comes for all of us, man. Um, I had a very close call a couple months ago. I was walking home from the train, and I was like, "If I don't get to a bathroom now, this is gonna get bad." I've got, I've got two race questions for you. All right. First, uh, Brianna Taylor's family. Mm. If they all got their breasts done, would you judge them? Mm, no. With the twelve million, if they all got their breasts done and maybe like a BBLs, would you, would you judge them at all? A, Brazi- a BBL is a Brazilian butt lift, yes. That's right, yes. Uh, no, that's their money to to do what they want with. Okay, that's what that's what I thought. Uh, somebody is looking for Twitter clout, clout by saying. How Breonna Taylor's family spend that money is none of our fucking business. What is our business is that is the fact that yet again, black women were failed to receive justice. Hey, I don't know if anybody gives a fuck what Breonna Taylor's family does with that money. You know what I'm saying? Like they could burn it in their front yard. And I don't th- I literally don't think a single human being gives a shit. So that's like a straw man, weird ass fucking argument. Um, I, I love that when people tweet a thing that, that like no one actually gives a fuck said. about. Yeah. I love that. I love it almost as much as when like old lesbians get in fights with like non-binary women now. I love that. Oh, that's my favorite thing. Uh, and next fight or next argument is uh, race related. Um, has a white person ever won a fight? What? Has a white person ever won in one-on-one combat with a person of color? Yes. How would you know? In terms of what, like winning the fight in terms of, they beat the other person up because social media once a day on my timeline, I see a white person say something racist on a video and then get their ass beaten Yeah, by an athletic 24 year old black kid. And this is like a style of video, but does it ever go the other way? And we just don't see that. That's a good question. I, I I think it must, right? It must go the other way, so at least sometimes. Maybe not. I mean, maybe, maybe more superior athletes. I don't know. Maybe not. It's, I've I've not seen that. But and the thing is too is like, if that was out there, we'd probably see it, right? Because the the narrative constructed around the video would go the other way, right? It would be like identify this man and kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So you're right. I've never seen that video, but. Huh. Good point. And uh, finally, is the new justice, the new potential Supreme Court justice, is she at least hotter than Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yes or no? <sighs> Come on. Well, <laughs> it's not. That's not fair. Ruth Bader. Are, are we talking? We'd have to compare them to 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 her now. Na- you know, this new person. At nineteen, both of them at nineteen. Both of them at nineteen. That's. You're a- you're a sultan and you are purchasing them. Right. For, for your harem. 
let's see. Let's see. Uh, Ruth, Ruth Bader, Ginsburg, uh, Young. Let's see. Young picks. Um, kind of a thing, but not okay. hot. She's, she's, you know, she's, look, when you're young, you know, she's, 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 she was fine looking, you know? Um, and now what's this new person? I don't even know the new person's name. A- Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, and uh, when you say she, yeah, she was fine. I'm a Sultan, Eric. You're oh right. You're so, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, well, if you're, if you're, if, if the standard is Sultan harem level, I don't think any, either of them make the cut necessarily. No, but I think maybe Amy Coney Barrett. I can't. F- I just typed in Amy Coney Barrett Young, and there's not a single photograph from when she was young. <laughs> I'm uh, looking at so I, this person is a uh, give them the Voight Comp test immediately. She's got. I'm going to use internet lingo for a minute. She's got Karen energy. Big Karen energy. Yeah, she's got like the Karen eyes. She's got the like when I worked in a deli, like I didn't cut her salami thin enough. She's looking at. Yep. You know, like she's, she's got like, you listen to rap music and I'm afraid for my child's life. So I'm going to vivisect you. Has, has this woman really never been on a boat in a bikini? <laughs> she must've been. I can't find a single fucking photograph of her younger than 40. I typed in, uh, Amy, Amy Coney Barrett bikini. I'm not finding anything. I'm going to say tits. <laughs> <laughs> I got a picture of Amy Schumer here. No, that's not the Amy I'm looking for. Has anyone has anyone made a variation of the Coney Holy 2012? Fuck, it's not delivering any results. Are you crazy? What is this? Coney 2012. Safe search off. I'm not getting a single fucking hit on Amy Coney Barrett hits. Yo, how slow of a news day is it when when people are doing the I'm mad at at uh I'm big mad at Bill Maher thing. Oh, it's so tired. It's it's literally like, oh, these are you're in a desperate state. You're yeah. you're strung out on outrage and you're just looking for another hit. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's like it's the outrage version of mids. Oh not even. It's scraping the pole. Yeah, it's full uh, on like it's full on like dirt weed. It is. All right, Eric, I have to use the bathroom desperately now. All right, um, that's that's it for today. Then this is a nice, a nice chunky episode. I hope everyone enjoys it. Um, hit the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Worst Possible Timeline. We're gonna do our OnlyFans thing very, very soon. We promise. Um, hit the Twitter at WP Timeline. Hit us up on there. Um, you got anything else? That's all for me. I'm got poo- I'm gonna, that question. When was the last time you put your pants? It's gonna be right now. All right. Um, goodbye, everybody. Catch you next time. Well, hey, podcast listener, my name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. 
wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.